This is the Daniel Alonzo Wealth on the Beach podcast. I'm a 20-year entrepreneur, investor, and business coach. I've spoken in front of over 300,000 people and been featured in Success Magazine. I became a millionaire at 24. I saved a million dollars in cash by age 28. And I am going to personally help you get totally, absolutely financially independent by creating massive passive income. Join me now. Welcome to the Wealth on the Beach Club podcast. My name is Daniel Lonzo, and I am your host. It is another great, sunny, beautiful day in Southern California, and we have an incredible, incredible guest today. Uh, this is, by the way, episode number 32, and we have a, a, an incredible guest. Her name is Brooke Rash. She is called the social celebrity. She's used the skill set to create multiple six-figure businesses, um, all with a free Facebook account and uh, and her cell phone. And uh, but what what she was able to do is she joined a company that allowed her to, in very short order, build an organization of over thirty thousand representatives, and in just eighteen months, climb to the top of the compensation plan, landing uh, really. Her, her spot among some of the highest earners in the company. And so uh, we're, we're so excited, Brooke, Brooke, to have you. I've been waiting for this uh, interview for some time, and I'm, I'm fired up about it. So tell me, what is a social celebrity? What does that mean anyways? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Daniel. I appreciate it. Uh, it's nice to meet you and get to connect with you. Uh, so Social Celebrity started for me when I, I've been building businesses and building my network on social media for more than a decade now. I started back before we even had Facebook. It was MySpace. I, I, I came from a small town in Alabama where there just weren't a lot of people. And so when social media came about, it, I realized, wow, I can connect with people all over the world. And so I just, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly, um, but I also have a little bit of social anxiety, which is weird. So the internet made it easy for me to connect with people. And as I would meet people who had been following me for some time on social media, they would almost get starstruck. And I just, at first, I just laughed it off. I thought it was the funniest thing because I'm a regular person sharing my life on social media, just like many other people do, right? Every single day. And people would tell me, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. And it just kept happening again and again. And that was when really the light bulb for me clicked. And I realized that social media was my zone of genius. It was what I was really, really good at doing. And so that's why I ended up uh, coining that term, trademarking it and branding myself as the social celebrity because people just kept telling me that. And I thought, well, I must be really onto something here. I can teach other people how they can become a social celebrity in their newsfeed. Very cool. Very cool. So, so let's, I mean, we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. I'm, I'm really excited about this because I think you're going to bring a lot of value uh, I have 1,500 agents in my organization, licensed agents in my organization. And I mean, it's a little bit different, but we're, they have to get an actual license and all that stuff. So, yeah. but, but, but they're, they're going to love this, uh, Brooke, because you're going you're gonna to show us how to understand social media a little bit better. You're going to yeah. show us, you know, you're going to give us some of the mistakes that people are making today 
And so we're going to dive into all that stuff. But the first thing I want to do is I want to get to know you a little bit better. Tell me about your childhood, man. Where'd you grow up? What, you know, what kind of kid were you? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I actually grew up in a pretty unstable home. Um, parents were divorced, you know, step parents kind of, you know, rotating in and out. So I didn't have the best upbringing. Um, so what I did to kind of distract myself from what was going on around me, you know, living in an abusive home, uh, was I threw myself into celebrity pop culture. And so I had just always been this big dreamer. I thought, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And of course, you know, when you grow up in a small town, you have the people that say, oh, that's so cute. You know, <laughs> you need to be more realistic. Um, so that was, you know, that was my upbringing, very Southern Baptist, you know, kind of area, uh, small area. And I was just the girl that my dreams were bigger than my hometown. And I, from a very young age, thought, I want to be famous. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be able to have control over my life when I grow up. Because if you, you know, anyone listening right now, if you grew up in an environment like that, or you've ever been in a relationship that's abusive, you don't feel like you have control over your life. And for me, I knew I wanted to have control and I knew that I was going to need to make a lot of money in order to do that. And so as far as I mean, so how'd you get out? How'd you get out of that situation? Uh, a lot of perseverance, you know. Um, you know, when you when you grow up, you know, they tell you go to college, get a good job, get good grades, you know, the whole nine. And you move to Florida and you, you retire and die, you know. And that just didn't sound appealing to me. I knew I wanted more for my life. So I, I started out on the traditional path because I just didn't really know what else to do. So I enrolled in college. I ended up meeting my husband there. Uh, and very quickly, I realized it just wasn't for me. There was, there was no box to check on the application that really fit into anything that I wanted to do with my life. Working a regular job just wasn't for me. I would have been miserable. So just a lot of perseverance. And seizing opportunities. So when I first met my husband, we lived in a single wide mobile home in Alabama, like the biggest cliche you could imagine. So we went from, and I just shared with you before the podcast, you know, that we're buying a, a new home. So we went from in a 19 year period, obviously, I think a lot of people think success is overnight. It's not, <laughs> which I'm sure you're in agreement with me on that. But we went from living in a $15,000 single wide mobile home, having our first child there, being on government assistance to now uh, buying a home in the mountains that's significantly more I'll just say that and having financial freedom in my life and so I can't really say it was a step-by-step -step process it was just a really strong determination within me to succeed and to make a better life for for my children than what I had growing up so I, whatever opportunities came my way I took them yeah, I remember college too. I, I hated it. I mean, there was no, there was nothing for me there. I mean, they made me go to these classes. Right. I didn't know why. I felt like I was wasting my life away. And I remember in, uh, in in math class, it was my third time trying to pass the math class, and uh, and and there was there was an actually it was actually a company convention that came up. I was brand new in business, and I had a choice: do I go to the final exam, or do I go to the convention? and build my business. And of course, I'm sitting here today, so you know what choice I made. I picked the convention, I built my business, uh, and, and the rest was history. But it's amazing how many people, 
the time value of money they are wasting in colleges today. I mean, I'm, I'm on a big, you know, I'm, I'm not to get off the subject or anything, but I just think college is right for some people. It's not right for a whole lot of other people. And so we better get that right. So tell me about what's it like working with your husband? Because I know you and your husband kind of work the business together. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we do. I will say there has definitely been a learning curve with working with my spouse. He is a very unique individual. He's very high energy. If you can imagine like a kid that's like hyped up on sugary drinks and high fructose corn syrup, like he wakes up like that every day. And I love it. But at the same time, I'm a little bit more sensitive to energy and I need even though I'm social, I need time to decompress and time to myself to be creative. See my board behind me with all my post-it notes and everything. Yep. So there, there's definitely been a learning curve with figuring out how to work together. And we're still working through some things. Like, you know, I think it's always a learning process. But I think the biggest thing for us was really figuring out what our roles were and what his zone of genius was and what my zone of genius was and how we could both work together without butting heads. And I'm not going to lie. It still happens sometimes where we both have very strong personalities. I'm the oldest child. He's an only child. So you can only <laughs> know how that works out sometimes. But I mean, despite sometimes fussing with each other, we've had a lot of success. So just being able to roll with it and uh, learn as you go. Hey, trust me, man. It, it was not an easy road. I mean, I'm, I married my high school sweetheart and uh, we you know, we battled a lot of years and we still battle from time to time. So, I mean, there, there's no question. It never really ends. As long as you're making progress, there's going to be adversity. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be differences of opinion. So God bless you for fighting through, man, and powering through. And Because partnership, believe it or not, I mean, come on, let, let, let's be honest, man. I mean, there's a lot that he's brought to the table through the years. And there's a lot that you bring to the table. So you together combined make this unstoppable force. And so a lot of people don't realize that having partnership, being on that same page, it really makes a difference long range in success. Would you agree with that? 100%. The people that have the most success in my company partner with their spouse and they work the business together. That's it, that's it. So tell me about being a mom, man. You're a mom, your business. You know, people say, oh, my God, you should just stay home and just take care of the kids. And, and, and why are you so motivated? Don't you feel guilty leaving them, going on an appointment? And so what do you say to all those people that tell you that crap? You know, I think for some people, that's okay. Some people, that's their dream. They want to grow up and they want to be a mom and they want to have a family. And that's all they, that's all they want. And that's okay. For me, I was raised, like I said, Southern Baptist. I was raised in the South, a very traditional way. So for me to say, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to really focus on my career. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, people that have opinions about it, but I, I had my kids, but then I started working on my career a little later in the game. So my kids are 11 and 15. So now I'm navigating new challenges of having an emotionally hormonal teenager, who, you know, oh my gosh, <laughs> 
didn't pay me to go back through my teenage years and uh, an 11 year old. But oddly, you know, oddly enough, you asked about, you know, being a mom and, and having kids and running a business. My son was the catalyst for me becoming an entrepreneur. I was pregnant with him and I was working a dead end retail job. And I just said, you know what, enough is enough. I can't keep doing this. And that was when I first jumped into the direct sales world and became an entrepreneur. I said, I can't just hand over a check to pay for daycare. Well, then two and a half years after that, he was diagnosed with autism and we just got hit. I mean, it was like getting hit by a Mack truck. You know, you're not expecting that. And I was at the top of my business and everything just crumbled. Everything just crumbled for me. And initially I felt sorry for myself. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my child? This happens to other people, not me. You know, you go through that, that thing in your head where you're like almost blaming God for your circumstances. And then finally, I said, I've just always been a fighter, Daniel. Like, I've, I've always had to fight for everything I want in life. And so the medical industry, while it's great in many aspects, you know, if I have an emergency, I'm absolutely going to the emergency room. They were not helpful in this situation. It was pretty much like, here's your diagnosis. Good luck. We don't have any protocol to tell you. You know, if you, my, right now, my father-in-law is dealing with cancer. He has a, a very, you know, precise protocol that they go through with that. Right. No, nothing. Uh, it might be a little better now, but there's not really a protocol. So I just had to dive in, do the research, figure it out. And three years after his diagnosis, we were able to actually have his, he had so much improvement that we were able to have his diagnosis officially dropped by a medical doctor. So that journey, I shared that journey on social media. And that was what really began to grow my following and get people interested in what I was doing because they were inspired that I didn't just lay down and take it. I said, I'm going to do whatever I can to be an advocate for my child. And, and so uh, going through that, so you're saying that in social media, because I, I, we're going to start getting into really some, some, some juice, some good stuff, some meat of what of our conversation is going to be about. Would you say then that people need to start sharing more about their internal struggles and their life on social media? Explain what that means to you. 100%. The more real you can be, the more open and honest. And a lot of people, they confuse that with airing their dirty laundry. So they don't want to share. They feel like, oh, I can't share that. That's too personal. But what I found is that the more open and honest that I am, the more people connect with me. And that's really all social media is about. So many people treat it as a sales pitch. They treat it transactionally. And for me, I've been successful because I've built relationships, you know, with other people. So the more you can share and the more you can talk about those struggles and share that journey with other people, people need hope, man. Like people wake up and they don't like their job and they don't like their life and they don't like their spouse and they've got health problems and their kids acting out and, you know, like they need hope. Like they need to know that there's something better out there for them. So if you can be that source of inspiration for people, people will follow you to the mountaintop. So, Give me, give me one good, aside from that, okay, give me another something that people, tell me a mistake that people are making. What, what are some of the mistakes that people are making on social media right now? I think the biggest mistake is treating people like they're a sales transaction. 
You know, the cold outreach, I don't know you, I never met you, I never commented on your post, I just friended you, now I want to add you to my group, now I want to like, add, ask you to like my page, now I want to tell you about my business opportunity, and that is the biggest mistake that people make, is they forget that social media was created for humans to connect with others. It's just like going to a party, if you were to go to a networking event, and you just introduce yourself by giving someone your business card, they're going to be like, okay, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> right. But if you actually have genuine conversations and connect and get to know people and really care, I think that's huge too. A lot of people just, they don't care, you know, but when you care about people, it really, really makes a big difference And creating loyalty, you know, loyal followers, raving fans, people who will buy whatever it is you're selling. And, and so what happened to you then basically is, so you started getting this following, started building your business. And then next thing you know, you started building all these relationships through social media. And then what happens is people start going like, so what do you do, Brooke, right? Tell me more about what you do. Tell me, is that kind of what happens? Explain that process of how you turn a, uh, you know, cold stranger in, in, in internet space, right, into an actual client. Explain that. Well, I think with my process of just, I, when I get on social media, I type and write or live stream as if I'm talking to my best friend, right? And so that's kind of the vibe that I have and that people connect to me. They feel like I'm their best friend. So yes, then they start asking, tell me more. What are you doing? Where can I get this product that you recommended? And in fact, when I was going through that journey with my son and my own subsequent health issues at the time, I had autoimmune issues that were causing all kinds of problems for me. So I started sharing that journey, you know, and I wasn't even selling a product, Daniel. People were begging me to sell them a product. Will you coach me? Will you sell me a meal plan? Like, can you help me? Can you teach me how to do this? So I was actually a health coach for a little while because people actually demanded it of me. They said, hey, I need you to help me. And I had no intention of monetizing that at all, but we created a little meal plan. This was, you know, years ago. And we ended up making $30,000 inside cash from just organic word of mouth on Facebook, people telling their friends and selling a little $20 program. That's fantastic. Super, super, super. And, and so was it, was it like, were you scared in the beginning? Like when you started your business, okay. So you went from, you didn't even have a business of it. So when you started in business, were you scared at all in the beginning? At all? I mean, did you have fears? Of yeah. Not being good enough or you tell, what, what kind of fears did you have? I think we all go through that, whether you're at the beginning, the middle, the, you know, wherever you're at in your journey, you're always going to have those times where you're doubting yourself. I think it's just human nature, but yeah, for sure. It was sink or swim for me. And I knew I had left my job and if I didn't make it work, I was going to have to go back. So for me, there was no failure was not an option. So, so I now, felt the fear and I did it anyhow, Daniel. I love that. Feel the fear and do it anyways, man. Um, so, so now, like how important is the growth of your followers? I mean, because people are out there right now, they have no clue. I want to, I want to talk like we're talking to kindergartners right now because they're, they're listening right now, Brooke. And they like people, they have no clue. Like, why do I need a lot of followers? Why, 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 why do I need a lot of followers? Why do I need to post consistently? Why do I need to do these things? Um, why, why? I lost you real quick. Sorry about that. 
Well, consistency is super important. I mean, I didn't have it all figured out in the beginning. In fact, I made a lot of the mistakes that I tell people not to do now. You know, it took just took many years of figuring it out. But the consistency piece is so important because it builds trust. And when you're dealing and you're talking about being online, people are still skeptical. I mean, people are just, I think, skeptical in general, you know, but online, you know, you hear about all these scams and people ripping people off and stuff. So when they see that you continue to show up day after day, month after month, year after year, you know, and they followed your journey and they know what kind of person you are and they know your struggles and your life and what you've dealt with and your successes too, they, they build that know, like, and trust with you. And then they're not only willing to purchase from you or do business with you, but then they, then it creates a ripple effect where they're sending other people to do business with you and other people to follow you. Now on the topic of having a large audience, I don't necessarily think that that's super important because I built my multi-million dollar business with about 8,000 Facebook followers. Some people may think that's a lot in the grand scheme of things. It's not super huge but I have an engaged audience. I have an audience that's, you know, connected and that- so what, what does the engagement mean? What, what is the, explain to us engagement. What does that mean? So you have to train your audience to talk to you, to connect with you. You can't just throw something, a post out there and like a billboard, right? You want, it's like a transaction, not, not transaction, but it's like, you know, it's a two-way street. Social media right, is a two-way right. street. So you really, the more you can train people to talk to you, the better. And I always say that the person who can master the art of conversation on social media wins. That's really master. all it boils down to is mastering the art of sparking conversations and getting people to talk to you. And if you can do that, you can get people to talk to you, you can sell them. So what are some tips of mastering conversation? How do we do that better? You know, I, I'm notorious for asking my question audience, uh, my audience questions, excuse me. Um, so if I'm thinking of something, I'll just ask my audience, hey, I'm just curious, is this, you know, happened to you too? And if it's relatable, it's connectable to others. So it's always, you know, keeping it, keeping it relatable. I have a, a little acronym that I can share that might be helpful. I call it social pro P R O to kind of guide you into knowing like what kind of things to post because some people just feel clueless. They don't even know where to start. Right. Right. So I say the P is for passion, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whether it's, you know, your sports team that you follow your business, it doesn't matter your cat, your dog, people love animals. Okay. <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. you're passionate about, whatever your message is, whatever you want to share with the world. For me, it's all about life change. It's about breaking down the box, throwing it out and saying, I'm going to live the life I want to live. So when you share the things that you're passionate about, people are going to connect to that. When you share the R is for relatable. So you have to be relatable to other people. So that's why I just talk about like regular average everyday things with people. Like sometimes I'll just ask random questions and I learn really interesting things about my audience because I'm just- give me, give me an example. Give me an example of a question you would ask. Yeah, like I saw an article that talked about people, what side of the bed they slept on. And I thought, well, let me just ask my audience if they sleep on the same side of the bed or if they reverse sides. I mean, it's just silly things, <laughs> but it's just everyday relatable stuff that people can connect with. And you would just be surprised the things that you learn about people when you just ask questions. Love that. So I love I that. Treat Facebook like a Google, you know, yeah. 
hey, I'm just curious, what do you think about this? Or what is your opinion? People love to give their opinions. Love that. Oh, so that, that's a great, I, I like that. Before you get to the, what is the O? Is the O opinion? What's the O? No, the, but that is good though. The but O is for originality. Originality. Uh, yeah. And on being relatable too, it's important not to speak over your audience's head. I see a lot of professionals will do that. You know, so if you're a doctor and you're speaking in this medical language that people can't understand, you're going to say, uh, can you give it to me in layman's terms? And I see a lot of people do that because they want to parade around their expertise and people can't connect with it. So you just have, you have to sometimes maybe dumb it down a little bit so it can be relatable to people. But the O is for originality and that's being yourself, just showing up as who you are, not trying to copy other people and just owning your quirks, you know, whatever your weird quirks are, whatever you're into. For me, it's pop culture and media and things like that. I love to, people know I love to talk about celebrity culture. So they, they'll tag me and stuff about boy bands because they know that I love to go to boy band shows when I was a teenager. Um, but just being yourself. And I think a lot of people deal with them like that in the online space where they see someone else doing well. Right. And then they say, well, I'm just going to do everything he or she's doing. And then they completely turn into this robot and they're not really being who they are. And I say, you know, think of yourself like you're a character on a sitcom, you know, think about friends I always use friends, a TV show and think about how quirky Phoebe was. Don't hide your quirks because you're worried people might judge you share those because that's the reason people are going to love you. Right. Right. You know? I, I really believe that, uh, Brooke, my followers and my engagement went through the roof once I started sharing more of my stories, once I started putting more videos out there, I, I, I was telling, I do a, a Wealth on the Beach uh, uh, Club coaching program every, every week, and, and I was actually just doing it before I got on with you. And, uh, and I was telling them that that's when everything changed for me, is when I started, you know, when I started sharing so much, when I started teaching and allowing people to see me on stage at my office because I speak at my office every week but there's this giant audience in the world where they, they can't come to my office every week and watch me so now they get to see me in the environment doing what I'm doing and so they love that yeah. you think that's that's why people start following right is they want to see your life they want to see what you're doing they love to see the behind the scenes. It makes them feel like they're getting something like special. That's why people like reality TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and reality TV is the perfect example. I mean, we are now, uh, I, I tell our guys too, you know, we, we are uh, in the public eye, whether we like it or not. I mean, we're all on this big reality TV show happening right now, yep. and we're sharing it with the world. You know, I'm, I'm on the top of the mountain right? Skiing with my wife and my daughter. <laughs> like we're taking pictures, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. Like, Hey, look at us. We're on the top of the mountain skiing. In, in the past, you would think that's so crazy. Why would you do that? That's so, you know, what are you trying to brag that you're skiing and everybody else is working? Are you trying to make me <laughs> feel bad because you're having a great, you know, what I mean? but people love to see that stuff it's crazy it, i mean sometimes it, it boggles my mind because i'm not like a pop, pop culture kind of person you know like my wife she loves all that stuff she knows every celebrity you and her would probably get along good <laughs> you guys could talk about boy bands and she knows everything about everything pop culture and but i don't you know what i mean 
And it's just funny because it's weird to me, but I get it, you know, I, I, and at least I've gotten it over the last few years. And that's when everything has really started to rev up on my social media and, and how I've been able to convert it. So, um, but hey, look, I mean, as far as question here, okay, what, what are some of the, do you see any like new trends happening on social media or is there some things that we should, like maybe we didn't know about last year that we kind of start needing to know about this year? Well, the, the biggest thing, the biggest shift that I've seen happening in the business world, I guess you could say, is it's shifted in the last, you know, like year or so from being more professional, polished, these great backdrops with everything is perfect and you look like you're on a soundstage or something, you know, filming for the Today Show, um, to a more casual, laid back approach. Like, you know, I'm in network marketing. I work with a lot of women. I'm like, listen, go live in the carpool line. If you're waiting in the carpool line, bring people into your world, bring them behind the scenes. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, I've done live videos folding my laundry before, and I got so much engagement talking about laundry on social media because it's something that people can relate to. So I think making it more relatable to the average person instead of trying to make yourself seem perfect. People don't connect with perfect. Perfect is intimidating. People connect with real people. Love that. Love that. All right. And then, and then so, uh, I mean, somebody asked me the other day, should, should I have a personal and a business account? Like, how do you, do you have a personal and a business account? Yes. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite questions because <laughs> I built my business and I built my network with my free Facebook page with a personal account. It's right. a lot harder to connect with people on Facebook with just a business account. So I, and, and people will tell me, well, Brooke, the Facebook guidelines say you can't have a business on a personal page. And I say, you're not, you're looking at it wrong, right? You have to understand that you're not running a business. You're creating a network. And if you market the way that I teach you to market, it doesn't really feel like you're selling anything. You're just bringing people into your, your life, right? Like the Kardashians, right? They got, you got, they got you interested in what they're doing and then they've got their product placement. It's pretty much the same thing. Now, yes, you do need a, a business page if you want to run ads and you want to really take it to the next level and build that personal brand, which is what I'm doing now, but I still rely very heavily on my personal page to just connect with other people and build relationships. You can't do that on a business page. Love that, okay. And so, uh, well, hey, look, I mean, the, the last thing I probably, well, the last thing I wanna ask you is, I mean, what's your next level? Like, where, where do you see yourself a year from now, two years from now, where, where, where's, where's Brooke Rash going to be a few years from now? What are you doing? Well, right now I'm writing a book, so I'm excited about that. So I'm going to be a best-selling author. Well, actually I already have a, a book, but I'm going to have another book. This, it'll be my first solo book that I just did by myself. So I'm going to be teaching people my process and my formula to become a social celebrity. And I think it's relevant to anyone doing business in the 21st century like you need to understand these concepts whether you're on facebook you're on instagram you're on linkedin it doesn't matter the concepts that i teach will help people build their network build their connections those relationships and grow their business so uh that's where you know i'm seeing myself in the next year and then working on television working on trying to get some sort of a segment so i can compare pop culture, really make people see that they have the ability to become like the new age celebrity. 
So, you know, before you had to be a movie star if you wanted to be famous or an athlete or have some sort of special talent. And then reality TV came along, made it a little bit easier for the average person, but still not quite as easy, but you are literally holding in your hand, you know, your cell phone all the time. It's in your pocket, it's in your purse. You carry it with you everywhere you go. You have the ability to build an audience, build raving fans and create all kinds of revenue streams if you just learn how to use it properly. And so that's my goal is to make people understand this, this concept of how we're living in an era of social selling. And those of us who are savvy and those of us who are open to learning this new technology, it can change your life financially in ways you just could never imagine. So that's my goal is to re just really educate people on the power of social media. I, I just, I mean, you're so right, Brooke, because I mean, people, they don't understand the power. I mean, I keep telling everybody that, look, there's, a, there's 400 million people in the United States and Canada. I mean, that's just in the United States and Canada, 400 million people. I mean, going to the mall and prospecting, which people still do that, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just, it's played out. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work like it should anyway. Now, it may still work for some people. But I just think that the next wave of what's going to happen in our society is that people, because they're so glued to their phones, you know, they want, they want relationships with people they can see. You know, they, they don't want relationships with people that they don't know. And if they see you on Facebook and they can see your life and they can see that you're a genuine person and you're a good person and they can see that you're giving value for free, like you just want to help people have a better life whether they buy your product or they don't, and you don't really expect anything from them, but if they can feel that and, that and know that it's genuine, they want to give you their money. They want to do business with you because I want to do business with people I like. I mean, I, I love doing business. I love giving people money that I like, that I, that I trust, that I feel good with. And so I think that's what you're saying. And am, am, I, am I pretty right on with that, what you're saying? Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So you said, you know, people are so glued to their phones that that is the thing is social media is the new form of entertainment. So you have to think of yourself. I think of myself as an entertainer. I'm not just a business owner. I'm a social media personality. I'm an entertainer. I know how to bring people in. You have to get attention first and then, then you build a relationship, you know? And this is the new way to do business in the world. Okay, Brooke, this has been fascinating. It's been fun. It's been incredible. Uh, I really, really do appreciate your time. I, I just want everybody to know that, come on, I mean, she, she came from a not-so-good upbringing, social anxiety. Um, you know, what we learned today, really, come on, I mean, be real. Be honest. You know, more open and honest. You know, let people into your lives. I love the, you know, do a live while you're in the drive-thru, you know, I mean, or, you know, Post when you're on. I'm gonna do that, Brooke. I, I'm seriously. I'm, I'm very coachable, man. I'm gonna do. This. I mean, I'm gonna be okay. looking for it. In the, in yeah, the you, you better be looking for it. I'm post some of this stuff. So, uh, but you let people you can, um, you know, talk like like they're your best friend. I love that. I mean, you, you need to like conversation with that person that you're talking when you're doing a video. You know, engagement connect more with with your audience um you know less polish um all kinds of great stuff master the art of conversation on social media which means we, we gotta when somebody comments comment back 
right? Mm -hmm. if, they, if they asked you a question, answer the question back. You wouldn't be at a party and somebody asked you a question, you wouldn't answer them. You would answer them, right? right? You'd answer their question. So you got to remember to check your DMs and check your, your inbox and messages and all that stuff. So, hey, look, uh, Brooke, I really do appreciate you. How can my audience connect with you? Because I know they want to know where you're at. They, they want to talk to you. They want to see your life. So tell us how we can do that. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Brooke Rash, the social celebrity, and I'm always there. I, that's where I live. <laughs> and I noticed your Instagram. I just wanted to let everybody know that your Instagram is the social celebrity. Because yes. I tried to search uh, Brooke and it wouldn't, it didn't come up. So it, you have to type search in. I'm going to yes. Yes. Social celebrity. So that mm -hmm. way. And then, of course, um, you got your podcast that you're just, just starting. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eyes open and ears open for that coming out. You got a book coming out pretty soon, right? Is that, is that right? So what, what's We're the title working. of the book? It's being, it's being pitched right now. So okay, very good. I'll keep very you good. posted. Yeah. And, and, and I'm excited about that. We will be your, your first buyers of your book. I promise you that. And so, uh, hey, look, with, with that said, everybody, I just want to remind you to share this podcast like crazy. You guys know me, every podcast, we do this because we love you. We want to help you. We want to see you grow. And uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're still signing people every day for the Wealth on the Beach Club with Daniel Alonzo. Every week, one full hour with me, lessons, Q&As, just with me. And, of course, um, all the stuff that you can learn about me and find out about uh, everything that we're doing is on alonzoacademy.com. And, uh, of course, uh, YouTube channel, lots and lots of incredible free content on there that we provide. Uh, appreciate all of you listening and being with us today. Uh, Brooke, I appreciate your time very, very much. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to dream bigger than ever. But make sure that you do it now.